Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm your summertime, funtime guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, Devon Judgment. Glennis files suit against her husband, Jim. Glennis would like to buy a couch for their living room, but so far, she bank yet no satisfaction. Jim is not ready to dive in just yet and thinks couches are too uncomfortable. He thinks a day bed would bring sectional healing to their living room and be more comfortable. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can settee this debate. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference. Oh, Monty. I can't do it. Who wrote that? <laughs> Wasn't me. No, it was. It was you, Monty? It was. Sorry. That was, I, uh, I've never broken before the cultural reference before, but I had to. <laughs> All right, here it comes. Despair came knocking at my door, and I let her in for a while. She sat on the couch, in the end, smoking. She said nothing. Suddenly, I felt tired. I began to feel tired. And all of a sudden, the room seemed dizzy and dirty. Despair came knocking, and I let her in for a while. Make a pun out of that, Monty, and swear him in. Glennis, Jim, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you the Ottoman Emperor or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling despite the fact that all of his many, many couches are so precious to him that they're all covered in plastic like my nanas? <laughs> I do. I do. Thank you. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Glennis and Jim, you may be seated. Before I give you a chance for an immediate summary in your favor, I want to say hello. It's great to talk to good time, summertime, bailiff Monty Belmonte. It means summertime is here. But I am, I am frustrated because I, uh, normally I would be talking to Monty in the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts at WRSI the River or in the, in the state of Maine from uh, WERU, our sister station up there. But I'm instead, I'm, a, I'm alone in my little room, my little chamber room here in New York City. I got drugged back to civilization for a very good reason. I, I get to do a little acting tomorrow. But I miss my summertime. I'm not on vacation. Work, 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 work. Oh, despair came knocking and sat on my couch. Now, but anyway, it's really nice to talk to you, Monty. How are you? How's everything there in Massachusetts? I miss having you here. It feels like not summer when I'm not with you in person, in the flesh. We'll do that real soon. But meanwhile, I got Glennis and Jim uh, sitting down over there uh, on their whatever furniture they've got at the moment. Glennis and Jim... For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can you name the piece of culture that I uh, quoted directly and somewhat depressingly as I entered the courtroom? Uh, Jim, uh, Glennis has brought you to this court to face my uh, obvious and, in this case, enhanced wrath. You may choose to guess or force Glennis to guess first uh, if uh, you think you will get some benefit from that. What are you going to do, Jim? I, I, I'll give it a shot. You give it a shot? Yeah. Okay, let's guess. Uh, is it, I mean, do I have to name a specific, can I just name a person? Is that cool? Uh, why don't you make your guess and, and we'll just, we'll enter that into the guest hole and then we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll check it out later. Go ahead, make your All guess. All right, well, my guess is Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> is that how that's pronounced? I never knew that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I always a, thought it was like Poe, but that's good. Nope. It's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Put that into the guess hole, Monty. It's in. All right. Glynis, great yes. name, by the way. Much Thank more you. interesting than Jim. I agree. Thank you. Uh, what is your guess? Uh, I am going to guess an Edith. It's from an Edith Wharton novel. Okay. Which one? Pet Cemetery. We'll say House of Mirth. <laughs> oh, okay. Didn't she write Pet Cemetery? Yes. Monty, I'm asking Glennis. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I just read Pet Cemetery, so I just figured that must be what you're talking about. 
Uh, all right. So Monty put that guess in the guess hole. Another answer has been entered into the guest hole. No, guess hole. It's a terrible name. This is a whole new idea that the guesses are going into a hole and then I will take the guesses out. But that's not going to work because it just sounds like guest hole. Edgar Allan Poe! <laughs> that's the first guess. And the second guess? Edith Wharton! Yeah, and they should be in a hole because not merely both, but all guesses are wrong, though they were both um, uh, imaginative. But neither of you guessed the famous and beguiling and and sort of tragic and inspiring, still living uh, singer-songwriter, Daniel Johnston, uh, who's uh, f- famous for writing very weird and somewhat upsetting and also sometimes very cheerful songs and recording them <laughs> on a tape cassette deck for a long time from his mental institution. Uh, I don't know how he's doing now, but I hope he's doing well. And if he's a listener, hello. Hi, how are you? Is one of his songs. Uh, and the song itself was Despair Came Knocking. And if you felt that my rendition of that song was weird and depressing, well, wait till you hear the music version of it. It is not a chipper tune, appropriately. And the fact is, there are, it turns out, also adding to my wrath, there are not many good quotes or songs or movies or TV <laughs> scenes that mention the word couch or sofa. And which ones yeah. do are universally depressing, such as this one, or you can have the TV by Barry Manilow, which is just a, a litany of uh, furniture that's get, getting divided between a couple and a divorce. Wow. You can keep the couch. Rough. You'll need a couch. That's the lyric from that one. It wasn't oh. enough. It wasn't enough. In any case, neither of you are right. Both of you are wrong. And now we will hear the case about your couch dispute. Glennis, you are frustrated because Jim does not want to get a couch. You cohabitate? We do. Okay. Yep. Are you married? We are. We're okay. coming up on our two-year anniversary. Congratulations. And you haven't had anything to sit on all this time while you've had this fight? <laughs> we have a. We have my old twin bed from when I... We, from when I was not cohabitating with Jim. And we currently use that as a sort of daybed. Okay. Where do you live? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we live in an apartment in St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul. St. Paul, Minnesota is a lovely town. Thank yeah. you. I the like nice it. thing about St. Paul that I've noticed the few times that I've visited is um, if you ever want to know what it is like to be the last human on earth, Take a walk through St. Paul after 4.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that an exaggeration? No, no. No, not at all. Not at all. It's, it's downtown St. Paul after hours. is Nothing You'll, you'll definitely get some quiet thinking done. Uh, no one will bother you. I think that's where Edith Wharton wrote The Stand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly so. Exactly. Quite right, Monty. Uh, Jim... You currently have a twin bed in your living room and have had for how long? Uh, uh, maybe three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. That's when she moved in. So For three years? Yeah. In what universe is this acceptable and why? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's acceptable. Apparently, it's acceptable in the Jim and Glynisiverse. What's going on? Why don't you have something in there that is not a bed? Well, I... When before she moved in, I did have a couch that I received from some friends. But when she mm-hmm. moved in, it was time to bid adieu to the couch because it was old and gross. And she had that spare bed, which was, I mean, nothing else was happening with it. And it was easy to move because small beds are easy to move compared to couches, especially into second floor apartment buildings. And so we kind of we kind of prettied it up a little bit and uh, put some many many pillows on it, and now it works as a great daybed. You know, no one sent me a picture of this. Oh, no. right, my first ruling is I want you to take a picture of this thing. Not right now, but as soon as you get home. Yeah. I, I want you to take a picture of this thing. Yeah. And and I want you to send it to me. But before you send it to me, I want you to really look at it. 
and <laughs> yeah. think about what it would be to be a normal human being looking at this. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Now look, maybe I'm being extremely cruel. Uh, what are your ages? I am 33. I'm 26. Okay. You're grown humans. Yes. Do you have income? Yep. Yes. We're both, we both have well, good paying jobs. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. What is? What do you do for a living, if I may ask, there in St. Paul? Uh, Lennis? I'm... Be okay. quiet, Jim. All right. <laughs> I, work, uh, I work for the state of Minnesota. I work for the Department of Human Services. Oh, okay. A government position. A government job. Yep. You probably get some some good benefits, some retirement. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the I'm the most excited 26 year old about a, a pension plan. So <laughs> well, it's the enthusiasm is oozing off of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you just check the levels, please? Because you're really your your <laughs> cries of delight are kind of peaking here. On the I believe she's eligible for retirement next year. Is that <laughs> uh, and uh, and Jim, do you have you have an income from a job? What is your what is your career? I am an instructor uh, for the biology department at a St. Paul community college. Okay, and uh, and and St. Paul is not the most expensive city in the world. No, and they have furniture stores there. Yes, correct. So is is it extreme thrift that has led you to repurpose this twin bed? As opposed to properly furnishing your living room? I mean, we haven't even gotten to the point of what you're going to put in its place. Because right. th as far as I can tell, the dispute here is that, Glennis, you would like to get a, a, a couch, mm -hmm. a sofa, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, and Jim wants to just replace it with another bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking like, I mean, we're both going to get a house here pretty soon. Maybe within the next Each year or so. Well, <laughs> we're saving up to buy a house okay. in the yeah. next oh, year. Oh, okay. Okay. And okay. so, so, you know, I was saying that I would like a couch in the living room. And, and the, to answer the question that you asked of, is it extreme thrift? That's a fantastic question. Uh, it is not, but that is what everyone thinks. And when we kind of, we told a friend uh, about that we were going to, you know, present this argument on the podcast. And mm -hmm. she was she had not heard that Jim doesn't like couches. And so then she she said, oh, that's why you guys have that bed in the living room. Like <laughs> like she just assumed that we either couldn't afford a couch or we were being extremely thrifty because we're saving for a house. And how did it make you feel to, that your friend thought you were either <laughs> weird or cheap or both? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, it wasn't that surprising to me because it, it is a little weird having a bed as your main seating. Unsurprised is one feeling, but if you, if you were to probe a little bit more deeply, would you use a word like ashamed, humiliated, uh, <laughs> delighted? I mean, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, no, it just it kind of, um, I guess it was a little bit affirming, too, because Jim... Uh, Jim is not a fan of of having a couch, and I was like, "See, this is what people think." Affirming in the sense that your your feeling of the profound wrongness of this bed was ratified <laughs> by another human being because Jim yeah. has so thoroughly brainwashed you into his worldview that this is that having a bed in the middle of your living room is normal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's thoroughly brainwashed me. I mean, I am trying him before the, <laughs> before the judge. So, okay, I'm, I'm not totally there yet. Jim, how, why do you hate couches so much? There is pretty much like no aspect of a couch <laughs> that isn't better represented by a daybed, except for maybe your friends being weirded out, I suppose. Well, you know, the the effect it has upon you and your beloved wife and how you are perceived by the rest of the world may be meaningful to you or not. But you yep. are saying intrinsically, there is nothing that a couch offers that isn't better represented by a bed. A, a day bed, yes. A day bed, specifically. Yeah. And so yeah. that we're on the same page, uh, I, I think of a day bed as essentially a twin bed yeah. with some kind of frame on one side of it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe sometimes you got a trundle bed underneath that that you can pull out and lift up to make it into a double. That's what I envision as a daybed normally. 
Can I insert? I actually looked up the definitions of daybed and couches. I hope you didn't look the, didn't look them up in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, because <laughs> even though Emily Brewster is our resident grammarian and lexicographer and friend, that dictionary until they update their uh, hot dog and sandwich uh, opinion is dead to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is Wikipedia okay? Oh yes, of course. Okay. All right. Um, Wikipedia says that a daybed is a cross between a chaise lounge, a couch, and a bed. It's the the chimera of yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you took all the bad parts of a couch and got rid of them and replaced them with better things. Tell me about the bad parts of the couch. Yeah, there's a there's so many. Well, I don't know how anyone tolerates couches. Well, here's the thing, Jim. A lot of yeah. people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. That that doesn't mean we have to settle. I think we can do better as a people. You're saying that the vast majority of people living in traditional Western culture homes <laughs> are deceived yes. by this evil yes. piece of furniture. Well, maybe not deceived. They just don't know any better. I've seen the light. Well, yeah, but I bet you they also have beds. I bet you they actually compare couches and beds every day through usage. But do they? That's do true. they? Do they though? Because like the idea of it is so apparently crazy okay. to people. Well, Jim, why, how about you? You list it out. You can... Okay. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for the assist, Glennis. You're welcome. Couches are not super comfortable. Like if you're sitting in a couch, especially a couch as it gets older, tends to kind of eat you where eventually your kind of your your rear end is kind of being sucked into the back of the couch. The padding usually gets worn away so that your knees end up being higher than your behind. And it's not an it's not a very good, it's kind of a slouched over experience. Uh-huh. Also the whole like cushion experience is just bad. Like not only do you constantly have things like seeds and whatever falling in those crevices that eventually have to be suctioned out, but like having separate cushions, especially like if you're laying down or want any kind of support, it's, they're just not there. And probably first and foremost, worst thing about a couch, if you happen to be over a certain height, the fact that a couch has those like bookending armrests make it very uncomfortable for laying or anything like that, which is a majority of what happens in our living room is, is mostly laying down of some kind. Right. Uh, do you have a bedroom? Yes. yes. Okay. This is not your studio apartment. No. No. All right. Uh, what is your height, Jim? I'm, I'm about six feet. Uh, so a, a little bit taller than average. Sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when you're using the piece of furniture in the living room. Yes. How often are you lying down versus, um, sitting up? Give it to me in a percentage. Almost always lying down. I would say, I don't know what, like 80% of the time I'm looking at Glennis for confirmation. I don't. Glennis, do you confirm 80%? I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Jim's 80%. That sounds fine. So right now in the world, mm -hmm. you have a living room with a twin bed in it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if 80% of Jim's usage is lying down in that twin bed. I would say 80% of the house usage is laying down. I would say 99% of Glennis's time <laughs> on the bed is lying down. All right. But, but Jim, I'm going I'm to tell you right now. What you mean to be yeah. saying is lying down. Yes. You lie down. You do not lay down. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're you're correct. Wait till Emily Brewster hears this. Unless Glennis has become unconscious and you have to pick her up and lay her down. <laughs> because you Thank lay you. something down, you lie yourself down. I think and hope I'm correct. Boy, oh boy, okay. I can't wait to get my emails this week. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, a uh, little pedantry for you there, Jim. But uh, so 80% of usage, oh, the point The point is, Jim, you're lying down on your bed in the living room 
Where is Glennis during this? Are you guys cuddled up together, or does she have to go sit in a hard back chair on the other side of the room facing the corner while you're luxuriating? I almost never get to use the bed. The day bed. Yes. The current twin bed. Bed bed, we'll call it. Yes. It is almost right. always being in, in, in being used by my better half, we'll say. Glennis. Right? That's who you're talking about, your wife. Yes, Glennis. There isn't some my extra wife. wife in here. There isn't some weird St. Paul marriage thing that I don't understand. Okay. Uh, so, Glennis, you are the one who's lying down all the time in bed. And yeah. Is that so? Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, in the mornings, I'll lay down and, like, eat my breakfast while sitting on my stomach and reading the news on my phone or whatever. All on the bed in the living room. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all that we have. If we had a couch, I would do it there. Jim seems to think that it would be impossible to lie down on a couch. It's not impossible. It's just worse. Okay. Are you lying down because it is a bed as opposed to a couch? Like the medium (laughs) is the message here? Like it's a bed. We must lie down. I think you're right. Yeah. Sorry, Hodgman. I just couldn't help it. No, I appreciate it. That's a very, very well bailiffed, Monty. Thank you. Uh, uh, and, and so the answer, Glennis, is you, you think Monty is onto something there? I think so. I, yeah, it just seems more appropriate. You're saying that because be... you have a bed in your living room uh-huh. and no other, no other furniture to speak of, <laughs> that, 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 that is leading to this deviant behavior and you would prefer yeah. to normalize. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice, like, to have an armrest, you know, like, if you had an exercise bike in there, all you would do is cycle the whole time in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very tempted to just say that you guys got to throw that bed out the window and, and, and your only furniture is two treadmill desks. Yeah. They're facing can... each other and you just have to walk slowly towards each other <laughs> while, while eating the TV dinners. But I, you have to acknowledge that, look, you said an armrest would be nice. And by mm-hmm. the way, that's an invention that I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so an, an end table serves that purpose fine, I think. Or a pillow. <sighs> <laughs> would you like me to put that into the guest hole? <laughs> We're never going to use that term again. <laughs> okay. The, the guest... Hole is going into its own hole. It's hole of of perpetual for, forgetting. Uh, yeah, I I got you. I got you on that, Jim. I understand what you're saying, but I'm tr- I'm trying to talk to Glennis here for a second. I'm actually trying to do sorry. your job for you. Okay, Glennis, sorry. Yes. W- whether or not this is your conscious unconscious choice or the horrible mm-hmm. telepathic will of this demon bed, you're you're lying down a lot. I am. Uh, and there is no question. That while armrests are cool, mm-hmm. I mean, all, all, all cool kids have them, mm-hmm. uh, a bed is better suited to lying down than almost any sofa or couch. I mean, that's not what a sofa or couch is primarily designed for. So why not, why not give in and, and, and admit that Jim is right and just maybe even get a double bed and put it right in the middle? California king. <laughs> Yeah, um, California King, right in the middle of your living room. <laughs> put, the, put the TV on the ceiling and never have anyone over because you have effectively left society. That's actually a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I figured you'd go for that, Jim. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. I'm, my question was rhetorical, obviously, Glennis. Uh-huh. It started out real, but it ended up rhetorical. Uh, do, you, do you guys ever watch TV together? Yes. Yeah. And how do you do that? We have one chair next yeah. to the daybed, so there is at least one more piece of furniture in our living room. And sometimes it's usually like one of us in the daybed and one of us in the chair. Do you split it 50-50 or is, who's usually in the in the bed? And by the way, this is not a daybed that you have, right? This is your old night bed. It's my old bed, yeah. Yeah. This is not, I mean, a, a daybed is its own mutant thing. Yeah. That we yeah. that we will that you may or may not get depending on my ruling. But right now you have a night bed in your in your living room. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what I'm asking is, when you watch TV together, who is more often sprawled on the night bed? 
I'll have to be honest and say that it's usually me. Okay. Uh, so it's you, Glennis, who normally is lying down. Mm-hmm. Uh, on and uh, you, you lying down on your side. I usually lay on my stomach. On your stomach. Yeah. Give me. So is the bed pointed into the middle of the? Like, where's the TV? What's going on in your lives, you guys? <laughs> Give me. So, uh, run down the geography of your living room for me. Yeah. Okay. So, the TV is um, it's horizontal to the. Or wait, no, sorry. If I'm laying on my stomach, I have to turn my head to the left to see the TV. Okay. So yeah. the TV is, uh, uh, let's say, it's very hard to describe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The bed is in couch position. That is to say, it is not pointing at the TV, but it is the, the long part of the bed is facing the TV, not the short part of the bed, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the chair, tell me about this chair. Jim. Yeah, that it's just a padded chair. It's okay. Is it upholstered? Yes, yes, it is. Is it fully upholstered? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Does it is it from a place? Is it from a a, a store? You can name the we, store. We got it from my mom because she was okay. redecorating, so we got, I got it. You. I got you. Yeah. What does it look what does it look like? What is the upholstery? Is it a pattern? It's like a velvet it's like a like a tan velvet color, kind of a gold color. Yeah, gold, and it feels velvety. So, old old night bed and mom's chair. Do you have a coffee table? Yeah, uh-huh. or just like a milk crate. <laughs> it's a nice. I I made it with my dad. It's a really nice coffee table. Oh, that's not, oh. So you're you're a handy fella. My dad's a handy fella. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he made it out of a milk crate. <laughs> He saw the idea on Pinterest. Uh, do you do you have do you have lamps? We do. We have a okay. floor lamp and a mounted lamp on the wall. Okay. All right. And can, judge, can I can I say so? I'm okay with having it. Like when we have a house one day, right? Hopefully, we will have a main living room, and then we will have sort of like a family room in the basement. Mm-hmm. And so I am fine with having a a, a bed a, a, a basically in our basement because uh, that's like where the family stays. And but I think that a living room is pretty much the most public space in a house. Mm-hmm. And so I that's why I'm insisting on a couch to be in the living room. Do you feel self-conscious when entertaining? A little bit. I mean, it, especially now that I know that people think that we're just too poor to have a couch. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, when so. you do entertain, I mean, do you have people over? Yeah. I just threw a surprise party for Jim because he, uh, he got tenure in May. Oh, congratulations, so. Jim. Yeah. Thanks. Were you, how was the surprise party? Were you surprised? I was absolutely surprised. What was the what was the story that was told to you to get you out of the house, or did you just come home? Uh, I went rock climbing with friends. So when you came home, what happened? I opened the door, and a, a lot of coworkers and friends shouted surprise, and I was genuinely surprised. And were they all on a big cuddle puddle on the bed, or what was going on? <laughs> surprise! We have nowhere to sit. Uh, I mean, it would have been. It would. I mean, there were people sitting on the the day bed. It's not a day bed. It's not. It's a, a bed. Day bed. You're right. You're this right. is going the- nowhere <laughs> until you guys acknowledge to the world and to yourselves. Yeah. You have a bed uh-huh. instead of a couch. Okay. Okay. Great. Got it. Just. I just want us to all to live in reality for a second. Okay. That's fair. time for this. Projecting a future day bed onto your bed bed. Bed is not couch. Hot dog is not sandwich. Noted. Thank you very much, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte. Your Honor, can I can I say something? You may. I will say that uh, the one person that seemed to love the day bed, or the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the bed. I'm about to throw you both out of this court. <laughs> You're going right into the guest holes. 
No, I said never again. Mom. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, so the one person who loves the bed bed is whom? Yeah. The one person that, that loved the bed at that surprise party was a yeah. four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was he or so. she jumping up and down <laughs> yeah. on the bed? Yeah. She loved taking all the pillows off and just like having a grand old time on it. So Is the, is the, the bed, whole family. bed up against a wall? It is up against a wall. Okay. And you have pillows uh, yeah. sort of strewn about to, to create phony phony and movable armrests and yeah i had to put a lot of pillows to make like lump to make it you know have like lumbar support and then like jim complains about all the pillows and i'm like well i have to make it like this in order for it to seem like a couch right and uh and so in in effect even though i i just yelled at you yeah i mean what you what Jim is suggesting as a replacement is another version of this, a twin bed that is at essentially twin bed height uh-huh. that you can add bolsters and pillows to in order to replicate some aspects of couchdom. But if you were to sit on, in the, in the bed bed now, like it were a couch, you can't lean again. How many pillows can you have that you're actually leaning against pillows and do you have your feet on the floor no because the it's too like it's too wide so you you're like basically you have to scoot back and then your calves are like at the end or at least for me with my height yeah jim how do you feel when you hear that your wife glennis feels a measure of embarrassment and social awkwardness because you have a bed bed instead of a couch or even a day bed. I guess I measure that against the joy that the bed bed or future day bed would bring to our lives and kind of make a judgment call. <laughs> well, do you mean our lives or your life? That's what I don't understand. I mean, you, you are, you've already said that she's using this thing more than you are. Yes. That's what you're I'm sit- saying. You're it, sitting I, in, in in Mama's tan chair. Yeah, I know. I I I, re- I wish I could get some of that bedtime. It's great. What? You totally can. Can we also henceforth call a future day bed a tomorrow bed? No, no, we may not. That goes into okay. the tomorrow hole. There are a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes in this one. Let me tell you guys. Glennis. Yeah. Do you want me to rule? That you get a couch tomorrow or when you move into your new home? When we move into our new home, I can wait. Mm-hmm. I can wait. I've already had that bed bed for three years. So mm-hmm. what's another year? What's another year? That's very that's very reasonable. Jim, mm-hmm. why is it so imperative that a couch never enter your new home? Uh, I'm not sure I would say never. I just think that it would be unfortunate if that happened like our future would be compromised what do you mean no it just wouldn't it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as comfortable a home for me to be in (laughs) (laughs) go on that's all that's all i got i i i wouldn't be crushed if if we ended up getting a couch i would just be i would just be disappointed in your current situation you have a bed instead of a couch that you have modded out to be a kind of day bed. Yes. You don't use it as much as Glennis, but you would like to use it more. Yeah. And your principal dedication to this concept is so great that even though Glennis, who is the one who's using the thing more, yeah. and wants a couch, her, her desire should be ignored so that you can continue <laughs> to enjoy... To not enjoy this thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I would love to have more time with it, but. You, you would love to get more time on the bed. Yes, or the future future bed, future day bed. All right. I would like to object because I did not know that there was such a desire to have more time on the day bed. Well, I'm glad you guys have finally gotten to the crux yeah. of of the issue here, which is that. Jim wants some bed by time. 
Do you like sitting in, in mama's tan chair? It's fine. I mean, it's kind of like, it's like a third of a couch. So I think I would be happier if I had a couch. But who knows? I can't. I guess I can't know until I get a couch. <laughs> if I get a couch. All right. I think I've heard everything that I need to in order to make my decision. Uh, I am going to uh, go into the furniture showroom that is my chambers. And I will uh, sit around on a Lazy Boy recliner. Yeah, and then I'll come out and render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. I guess rise from your living room bed. Glennis, would you be open to getting a couch in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> like instead of the living room? Yeah. I mean, if the bed is in the living room, why not put the couch in the bedroom? That's true. Uh, I mean, I guess if it was a really huge master bedroom... I could see a small couch in there. That'd be fine. And Jim, with the same sort of uh, idea behind it, since most people, when they come over for a party, end up spending most time in the kitchen, would you be willing to have a day bed in the kitchen, but a couch in the living room? Daybed in the kitchen, but a couch in the living room. Yeah, because then people could lie down in the kitchen uncomfortably, <laughs> where they're usually gathering, instead of the living room where they ostensibly gather, but actually usually don't. Uh, I, I, I can't answer that question without experiencing the daybed in the kitchen scenario. I think I would need to be there. I think it okay. would be a bad idea. P probably a bad idea. And now, Jim, just as an aside, as a, as a biology instructor at St. Paul Community College, is the biology of having a couch anything that's factoring into this? Because... Uh, you know, how, so the way that we in the Western world sit is allegedly not good for the spine and the lying down, the reclining is more ancient of a tradition. Does that factor into your decision making at all? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. That has not been brought up once, I will say. And the judge yeah. is not even here to hear this. So I think that is you should have probably brought this up at a more appropriate time. Yeah, I'm not. E <laughs> I'm not even in a position to hear what was just said. And even if I were, I wasn't paying attention. What was it? What was it that you just said, Monty? That the biology of lying down is actually mm -hmm. better for the human spine than the biology of sitting in the sort of, I guess, Western way on a couch or on a chair. Okay, got it. Thank you. I didn't hear it. I'm still prepared Continue. that, you know, with Glennis's uh, original intent here that Jim is ready to full on go Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and just lie down wherever he goes. But we'll be back in just a moment with Judge Hodgman's decision. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad. And I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020, 2024, 2020, 2024. 
oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, there would have been a cultural reference that would have been great. There's a world of hatred towards Grandpa Joe on the internet that he is a a lazy freeloader who is faking his injuries until Charlie himself gets a golden ticket and then tries to capitalize on Charlie's good luck. Yeah. Or, you know, out of pure greed because he also wants chocolate. Right. I have to agree with the internet on that one. Yeah, me too. That's a weird old man who jumps out of bed for a chocolate bar. Gross. Love that song, though. Uh, all right. So, Glennis and Jim, uh, you may re-recline, as it were, while I render my verdict. One of the precepts of this court, of course, is people like what they like. And it's never been quite tested in this way. Because clearly, Glennis, you like lying down in your living room. Not only do you like reclining, and there are there is definitely furniture that can help you recline. But as I gather, you like lying down in a very specific way, which is on your stomach, while watching television and hanging out with your husband and and generally doing the kind of couch activities that one does in the living room, which uh, which. I have to say, would be very challenging to do on a traditional couch of any kind. Uh, And it is the case here that in some ways your husband is looking out for you uh, because he knows that if you are going to use your sofa as a bed, there is no better sofa than a bed. And yet you want a couch... It sounds like uh, primarily to feel a part of civilization and to be unjudged by your friends and colleagues as the sad, poor weirdo who's still sleeping in her twin bed from before marriage that's now in the middle of the living room. Because of your fear of social opprobrium, meaning harsh criticism or censure, you are trying to normalize, and let's face it, that would be more normal for you to have a couch in your living room than what you have now, or even a daybed. And so there is an element to this court's yearning, which is to tell you, follow your lying down bliss. Like what you like. Own it. And should anyone out there uh, criticize you for it, maybe they're not your friends. Maybe you should set up your living room the way, uh, and this is the first thing I thought of, the the way uh, Emperor Augustus and his family enjoyed their living room time on the I, Claudius miniseries from PBS in the 70s. If you haven't seen it, and I gather from your deathly silence that you haven't, 
<laughs> it is a miniseries set in ancient Rome during the reign of Emperor Augustus, played by Brian Blessed, and his uh, lame stepson, uh, Claudius, played by uh, uh, Derek Jacobi, and uh, his, his, his villainous wife, uh, Livia, played by Sian, Sian, Sean, Sian, S-I-A-N, Phillips. I don't know how to pronounce her first name. But she was also in Dune. Look, this is one of my favorite things. Patrick Stewart's in it. It's amazing. It all looks like it was shot in someone's basement with a with a torsier lamp aimed at them. It looks so cheap, and yet it is, the acting is so incredible. And you believe that ancient Rome exists in that basement rec room at the BBC. And the way they would all hang out and have their dinner and social conversation time is they would all lie on beds. Often, and you're going to like this, Glennis, on their stomach. Yes. <laughs> Smart people. They basically had, a, a, like, and, and perhaps this is historically correct set decoration or just someone at the BBC had the good idea that they laid out all these twin beds in basically a, a U-shape and draped them with a bunch of pillows and then there were a bunch of dates and figs everywhere that they were always munching on while talking about <laughs> uh, who was going to get married to whom. Another alternative is a variety of beanbag chairs. I mean, you could just have hammocks. I don't care. If you like the way you live your life, you should do it that way. As, as Monty Belmonte pointed out, a couch is a pretty rando cultural assumption that has nothing to do with the human body necessarily. And there are many, many cultures that don't have them. And you could embrace that. Uh, like what you like. L lie where you want to lie. But don't lie to yourself or anyone else because you have a bed in, in your living room. Don't lie and say that you don't. Own it. <laughs> but the other problem is the stuff that you are owning is no good. Essentially, your living room is right now cast-offs from previous lives. This is the thing I don't like. I don't like the fact that you are a grown man and a grown woman who, who have incomes, um, who are living on cast-off furniture still. This is not your first apartment out of college. Even though this is not where you will end up, um, this, is, this is your home. And some of the discomfort that is being felt here, I think, is the fact that you're living this cobbled together life. You do not thoroughly own what you are doing in there because if you were to put a bunch of tatami mats and throw pillows around and get rid of all furniture, that at least would be a conscious decision. This is how you live your life. And, and your friends would know this is, oh, that's, that's that weird couple that, <laughs> that has a bed in their living room or whatever. <laughs> you know, right now what's going on is wh why aren't you guys moving on with your lives and buying furniture that is meaningful to you instead of using, using your old bedroom bed as a phony fake day bed. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do. I appreciate the need for thrift. And for that reason, I'm not going to order you to go out uh, and buy all new furniture tomorrow. But I do order you to save your money and buy this house so you can put this whole sordid lifestyle behind you and instead move forward making conscious decisions about your furniture which is the decoration of your life. It is the place, this is one of the places where you will spend the most time. You deserve and require within your means to surround yourself with furniture and decoration that makes you actively happy. Now, I would argue that watching TV while lying down in your stomach with your, with your head craned awkwardly to the left <laughs> or to the right in order to see the TV it, it, it's hard for me to understand how that would make you actively happy since that seems like a depressive act, but <laughs> like, and I don't even want to imagine you having a snack in that position. Cause that seems like the most depressing thing of all time. But if that's, but that's, that's not me. It's not my living room. It's your living room. 
I order you to buy this new house and to and then get, get rid of that twin bed or throw it into a spare room to give mama's tan chair back to mama. <laughs> Except no one else's cast-offs and within your means to curate your home with the furniture that you actively like and deserve. And whether or not you choose to rejoin society, uh, or I just say traditional Western culture, and put a couch in your in your new living room, uh, I order you also to go to a number of different furniture stores and try out a bunch of different couches. Because I suspect, Jim, that yeah. your opprobrium for all of couchdom <laughs> has something to do with a bad experience you had with this old couch, your ex-couch, that you, that you threw out when Glennis moved in. And it's one of the most important parts about starting a new relationship that you don't let old relationships affect your new relationship. You got to throw this ex couch out of your mind and heart as well as out of your house. Cause I don't know what went down, what went wrong with you with that old couch. <laughs> there are a lot of couches out there, dude, and a lot of different couch technology and what you describe about the discomfort of couchdom. I think you are going to be, um, if you can get over your blind prejudice, you'll be amazingly surprised. And it may be that once you get out there in the world and start uh, test driving different kinds of couches, ottomans, armchairs, side chairs, all of that stuff, you may find yourselves falling in love with a piece of furniture. And it might be a couch. And it might be one that you can lie down on comfortably, even lie down on your stomach comfortably, or do what you can't do now, which is comfortably cuddle together and watch a television. I will never, ever, ever allow you to have a day bed in your living room, though. Those things are monstrous mutants that I've spent too many bad nights in guest rooms on. They are the worst of all worlds. The usually metal uh, railings and backboards of those things actively hate your back. They are terrible beds. They're terrible couches. And uh, they will have no place in your home. If you want a bed in your living room and are willing to accept that you will not be able to entertain any kind of sit-down cocktail party of any kind, and it's, but that living room is just for you and that makes you happy, you go for it. But own it. Get a bed. Get a couch. Do anything. But do not get a day bed and, and get rid of the, the stuff that you have now and start actively curating your lives as soon as you move into your new house. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Jim Glynis. Seems to me the solution here is get a pull-out couch. It's a couch with a bed hidden in it. And then when you want to lie down when you're watching TV, it's like together, just you two. You can sleep on it. And then when friends come over for a cocktail party, push it back in there. Nobody Overruled. even knows. Overruled. Overruled, right. Monty. Just checking. No, <laughs> no hybrids of any kind. Choose the way you want to live your life and live it. You can't. You can't, uh, no. What, what about sectional sofa like I have in my yes. living room, Judge yes. John Hodgman, with a yes. really long section that is very yes. easy to lie down and sleep on, but has a normal couch part attached to it? Perfect. A perfect. That is not a hybrid. That is a sectional sofa. Sectional healing. <laughs> oh, you monster. I, I was hearkening back to my original joke. At the, at the end. It was not merely a pun, but also a callback. Double, double terrible humor, but, but I accept it since it is perfect. Yeah, this is what you guys are missing. There, when I say no hybrids, you know, those kinds of double tasking furnitures, mm -hmm. for lack of any kind of eloquence at all, but any furniture that double tasks in that way, whether it's a day bed or a sleeper sofa, those are fine for guest rooms for occasional use as either a sofa or a bed. Because those things that try to do two things that way don't do either very well. But a sofa with it that has a chaise long attached to it, that might be a perfect solution for you. Whatever it is you pick, though, actively pick it because you like it and own it completely. And I don't want to hear any more discussion about it. And I certainly don't want to hear any more puns. This is the double sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules, that is all. I didn't know it was called a 
Chez Long. I thought it was Chez Lounge. That I thought comes so from too. The Tom Waits song, Step Right Up. Yeah. Well, Tom Tom Waits does some funny things with language. A slipper that's been at large under the Chez Lounge for several weeks. But uh, it is Chez Long, meaning really? long chair. Chez Long. I like it. But this is again the sound of a gavel. Uh, third gavel. It's like the Republican National Convention all of a sudden. There's gaveling going on all over the place. I refuse to endorse a daybed. Vote your conscience and get a, a double-wide hammock. Jim and Glynis, how do you feel about this ruling? Jim? I'm for it. It's, I, I think he's got a great hypothesis. I'm willing to test it out. And just as an aside, you know, it seems like you're into the utilitarian use of things. Pants. Yes. They don't make any sense. But they're part of the cultural tradition of the of our part of the world. Have you ever yeah. worn a dress and thought maybe I should wear dresses all the time? Because I have, and I think that every time I wear a dress, this would be so much easier. <laughs> I have thought that, yeah. All right, well, that's something else to look forward to there, I guess, Glynis. <laughs> yeah. And I just think, as you, your name is beautiful, and I'm wondering where it comes from. Is it any relation to Glynis Johns, who was in uh, original Mary Poppins movie, and maybe you can be. The Glynis in Mary Poppins 2 starring Lin-Manuel Miranda. Only because I wanted to get a Lin-Manuel Miranda reference in. They really should cast me. Um, yeah, no, I was named after my grandpa who was named Glenn. And ah. so, yeah, it's Glenis. a little less exciting. Sorry. And how do you feel about this ruling? I feel good. Um, it's I, w- I was surprised. I feel like, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I feel like the judge really hit the nail on the head. I feel like... Uh, He's got a very good point about how our life is kind of a lot of things <laughs> thrown together, and maybe that's the se- maybe that's the more central issue than having a a bed bed versus a couch. In the You'll start your own life together with your own new furniture yeah. and get rid of the Grandpa Joe mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm all for that. I I like this ruling. Well, thank you both for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Summertime, good time, bailiff time, guest bailiff, Monty Bill Monty. What a pleasure to have you here uh, this summer again. Uh, it's, It's still the beginning of the summer as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and yet I am already thinking towards fall. Uh, you and I, as lo- along with regular bailiff Jesse Thorne, of course, will be appearing in Turner's Falls at the Shea Theater. And I hope yes. that everyone within the sound of my voice who knows anyone in the Pioneer Valley will direct them towards that uh, event because it will sell out. It's nearing in- sold out as we speak. So yeah. don't don't hesitate. And we are weeks and weeks away. There's not a bad seat in the Shea Theater. It'll be a fun intimate event there. Uh, but I do have a little piece of news regarding the the uh, tour, uh, which is that Philadelphia, which had been sold out, uh, has now uh, added a whole bunch uh, more seats. Uh, and so those are selling briskly uh, as well. Uh, they, they reconfigured the seating to get more people in. And I suspect that one will sell out pretty quickly too. But if you were in Philadelphia and you saw sold out before when you went there, go check it out again. All tickets 
for the Judge John Hodgman live justice tour with live cases in in many northeastern cities uh, with special guests and all kinds of good time, fun time, guest bailiffs and so forth. All those tickets are available at johnhodgman.com slash tour or at maximumfun.org on the Judge John Hodgman page of the live events section of uh, maximumfun.org. You've got no excuse not to go and click a link and find uh, find a ticket for you. Okay, Monty, who do we have to thank for this week's uh, title? Thanks to Danny Lewin for coming up with this week's case name, Devon Judgment. To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. If you have a case for the judge, submit it at www.maximumfun.org slash jjho. This episode was engineered by Johnny Evans at Minnesota Public Radio, and our producer is Jennifer Marmer. Thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.